재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 megahertz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Even if you were a little bit slow on the uptake with trends and pop culture in 2016, you can change all that right now for the year ahead if you just stick with us. And by us, I mean Nikki Kim, who is the author of a Korean culture and lifestyle blog called Neon But More. And she follows all things trendy for us in a little piece we call Generation Now. Hey, Nikki. Hey. How you doing? Um, so, yeah, uh, you do all the trends for us. We, we talked about uh, film, books, everything last year. Yep. We're going to open up 2017 with a, a little mm. bit of a food trend. Exactly. A new dining trend. A exactly. Dining trend. Yeah. So, pretty much in Korea, if you want to socialize, you have to do it outside the house. Uh, most of it's done in restaurants, cafes, and bars. Mm. And after a while, it can get a little bit boring. If you think about it, you can start meeting friends and socializing in restaurants but, you know, around age 17. Yeah. By the time you get to 25, 26, it gets a bit repetitive after a while. So everyone's always seeking new, interesting experiences. Mm-hmm. And luckily, Korea is a fantastic place for these really unique restaurants and unique cafes. Um, so there's a lot of um, options to choose from. Mm. The latest trend right now is something called the one table restaurant. Yeah, The restaurant only has one table. Mm-hmm. In Korean, it is simply... It's the same, really. It's one table restaurant, and it's very different from other international and chain restaurants because it only has one table. And you might be thinking, okay, it's going to be like a like a small, a cozy table. Actually, it's quite a large table. Um, you can imagine something smaller than, you know, in the Hogwarts dining hall. Yeah, like a, a li- big banquet table yeah, type of deal. Yeah, kind of like that. Uh, maybe a little bit more petite. But it's the whole, this boutique dining era is starting to emerge. And lots of people have their eye on this new uh, dining trend. The whole restaurant's pretty small. There's only one table and sometimes even only one chef. And customers all sit together. So even if you don't know anyone else, you just all sit together all facing forward at this one table. Wait a minute. You all face the same direction? You yeah. don't face each other? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, pretty much, even though you're with just one friend, you will have maybe eight other people at this table and you'll all be facing like inwards and like talking. So, right. Oh, yeah. okay. So, is it, is it kind of a curved table or is it, it's, you said it's a straight long table? Um, not like a, it's, it's kind of like a rectangle, like a oh. very, uh, what you would expect in like an American home, pretty much like okay. a big dining table, but everyone eats together at this one table. And even though you don't necessarily have to socialize, the atmosphere you can imagine is all, is 100% different from what people are used to. Mm. In Korean restaurants, there are a lot of booths. In, you know, in bars, they're very separate, um, sometimes with even blinds. But this is a really different experience because you're literally looking at everyone else. Mm. And um, it's yeah, interesting because going out, not just in Korea, but in a lot of places, you go out with the same like two, three people 
and ostensibly you're in a public place and there's lots of other people around you, but you're still hanging out with those same two or three people Mm -hmm. and you're not paying attention to anyone else. Mm. So at least in a situation like this, there's the chance of sparking interactions with people you don't know. Exactly. So it's not something that uh, we're used to here. In fact, there's a lot of other things that make this trend very unique. Um, The first thing is that the restaurant owner is not really a businessman. Um, Most of uh, the people who own one-table restaurants have other jobs. So it's very lax. Mm-hmm. The owner chooses to open when they want to open, and if there's no customers, they shut. Sure. Yeah. So it's very, very relaxed, and also that one owner is responsible for the cooking, the decor, the, c- the serving, everything. So it's a really homely feel. I think it's probably the closest that you can get to being invited over to a friend's house. I yeah, get. Yeah. Sounds almost like a recurring pop up. You yeah. Know, at, at somebody says, "I'm wondering, these people are licensed as restaurants, though." Yeah, right? they're licensed as restaurants, mm. and. I mean, you can call it like a boutique restaurant, mm-hmm. I guess. It's really the closest thing you can get to like a restaurant and going to a friend's sure. house. But another thing is is that it's super private and exclusive. In order to actually get a seat, it's very difficult and very competitive. Mm. Even though you want to eat at this restaurant, it's not so easy. You have to reserve a seat through social media, Facebook or Instagram direct message. And um, these restaurants, sometimes they even have a, uh, time limit so they yeah. can reject their customers if they want to hmm. and believe me they do reject customers yeah of course that yeah. would be part of the, <laughs> sort of the cachet exactly so for example um, a very popular restaurant in Ilsan um, they actually have a countdown timer you can only book um, a seat when the countdown hits zero 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 zero. <laughs> so people are waiting, and then they all <laughs> apply, funny. and only um, a small percentage actually get in. So, as you can imagine, if you actually get a seat, it's, it feels like an accomplishment, and yeah. it's almost like a fun game. And because it is so, um, I guess, exclusive, the quality is a little bit higher, and also you can kind of brag about mm-hmm. it on social media mm-hmm. because it's not something that everyone can do. It's an experience. Experience, not you, not something that you can buy with yes. a lot of money, but it's something that you have to be also lucky with, and also you have right. to be very cultured. I guess it's the whole hipster move, movement <laughs> moving on to Korea. Who can be the most like elite? Who can be the most exclusive? Yeah, yeah. who's in it? Who's down? Who's trendy? Well, it's yeah. the same thing that fuels these massive lines around the block for this or that new burger place that's coming to town, or exactly. this or that new you know food place. Uh, we were trying to get tickets the other week for an upcoming jazz festival next year. Mm-hmm. And it was this same principle. You know, <laughs> early bird tickets for people who hit the timer at the exact time. Exactly. And we missed it. But jazz concert, I can understand. But something like spaghetti, like, <laughs> yeah, you don't really stand. So yeah. dinner table. Well, the economics of the restaurant industry are so weird. I mean, mm-hmm. in order to make it in the restaurant industry, according to the old model, you have to turn and turn and turn and turn customers exactly. and sell a ton of booze, too. Mm-hmm. That's where the markup is. Mm. I think in a smaller situation like this where you've got lower overhead, less space, mm. you know, you can kind of operate as you want. Maybe mm-hmm. have nine people over and that's your whole turn for the entire night. Yeah. Exactly. And you do it over social media. It, might be a new model for making money. Exactly. And not only that, but it is a little bit pricey. Um, of course, because everything's um, homemade, it's going to be a little bit more expensive. But I think a lot of people appreciate the quality because after eating at restaurants for a while, you can kind of taste sometimes the difference. Mm-hmm. And um, the, pro- the actual, when you arrive at the restaurant, it takes a longer time to prepare because everything is fresh. Nothing is diced beforehand. Yeah. Nothing is frozen. Nothing 
everything is um, like half made or ready for, ready for you to serve. And sometimes the menus is actually quite um, sweet. The menus are often handwritten, mm. and the pictures of the food are normally hand drawn. As well, so it's like a new, different aesthetic, and the appeal nowadays is imperfect decor and imperfect food. Authenticity, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So after you know Korea, you know if you want it and if you have money, you're going to get it. Someone's <laughs> going to give you that service. But because we're kind of spoiled nowadays, especially you know young millennial generation who have a little bit of cash, if they want something, they can get it. And sometimes you know something a little bit rough. On the edges and something a bit rustic mm-hmm. is actually quite glamorous yeah, in yeah. a way now. Yeah. Well, there's this humongous curiosity for what's new and what's authentic, especially among these young Korean millennials, and I dare say, uh, almost skewed towards women. Young affluent women exactly, yeah. in Korea are dying for new. They're the ones fueling the craft exactly. beer thing, and uh, any kind of new food trend, they're on it in a minute. Mm-hmm. I bet these restaurants with you know one table and perhaps 10 seats or whatever, uh, they must serve sort of along a sort of a degustation kind of plan Mm -hmm. where you've got one menu and that's it. You're not going to like tell the chef, oh, I'll have this, I'll have that. You get what you get, right? But actually, um, because it's very, very small and exclusive, if you do turn up and you do ask for like special things like, oh, I don't want like spicy on here, Mm. they will all do it for you because everything is prepared in the spot anyway. And because the owner is also the chef, you can imagine that it's kind of like asking your mom, you know, yeah. I don't want to eat this today. And, and they can like kind of tweak it they for you. They can tailor it to yeah. you. Yeah. And I think people kind of appreciate that authenticity nowadays because it's kind of lost yeah. a little bit in, you know, the dining world. And currently, as you mentioned before, um, millennial females are really driving this trend. And I think that um, now, you know... Korea has come a long way and it's very hard for new things to become hot because things come and go, trends come and go so quickly. And I think that um, this hipster movement, this whole authenticity thing, the, the imperfect perfect might be something that might stay longer than expected. I think people appreciate authenticity now more and I think Korea is moving to a a different stage now where it doesn't have to be all brand spanking new and yeah, something And it doesn't have to be so corporate and so graphic designed and so everything. Mm -hmm. Um, If if there's lower stakes on the supply side, meaning like a, a chef with some talent can get into this business very easy and get out of it very easy then, of course, more of them will pop up, right? Mm. And there's already the pent-up demand out there. So there's every reason to think that you'll see this as an increasing trend. Mm -hmm. You know, it's as easy as so many places, because of the scale, they have to use things from cans and Mm. packaged stuff. Even like making salsa fresh Mm. uh, out of actual tomatoes and ingredients. There's such a wild difference between that and sort of prepackaged salsa and stuff like that. Mm. So I think um, authenticity definitely will catch on. Have you been to one of these? I haven't, but I really want to go to like them because my friends have been to these one table restaurants and they really recommend me. But you know what? It's really, really tough to get a reservation. And maybe Is it I'm purely not- random or if you know somebody who knows somebody, is it easier? It, of course, is easy if you have connections, mm. you know, but... You know, you you can get lucky with Instagram and things. Um, if you are interested in these one table restaurants, you can find a lot of them in Mangwondong, uh, Mangwondong, um, 
And nowadays, they're spreading to the three hotspots, Gangnam, Itaewon, and Hongdae. But you won't, you won't find them in the main areas. Because as I mentioned, they're very small and, and they're very boutique-ish. They're going to be around the edges of these hot areas. And I think that um, this is definitely something that you want to try out, I reckon, if you're a bit bored of the whole corporate restaurant thing. Are they, do these uh, one-table restaurants tend to be Korean in nature or are they Western? Oh, mm, they are fusion. A lot of them are fusion. So, um, normally the aesthetic is very, you know, marble table with like, you know, uh, you know, like, um, China with spaghetti and mm. some like fusion, uh, Italian or fusion Mexican, uh, Korean and like European inspired dishes. And I think, um, this is, that's what's trending now. That, that's the type of like, food that people really enjoy nowadays so i think um yeah i think everyone can enjoy this kind of food another possible use for this kind of restaurant would be as kind of a beta laboratory for uh, chefs who think their idea might scale Mm -hmm. for example you know making sausage Mm -hmm. making uh, artisanal sausage the Mm -hmm. way some places do in the u.s or forced meats or charcuterie Mm -hmm. to see if that really catches on because that can be so expensive to make if you're trying to make it for a regular restaurant turn, you mm-hmm. know, like five or six or seven tables yeah. every night. And I think people appreciate that creativity. When the owners make something that's very unique and something that isn't really found in the mainstream market, people love that. And as I said before, it's the whole cool factor. What is the weirdest thing you've eaten? What's the most, you know, strangest, you know, outrageous thing that you've tried? Do you happen to recall what your friends ate when they went to whatever one, whichever of these places? Oh, it's, it's like, you know, Hungarian, Korean, like fusion, like it's a lot of bizarre things that they <laughs> Kimchi <said>. goulash kind <laughs> of thing. Maybe. Yeah. I actually, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> it does sound really good. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a good way to uh, combine... Uh, traditional Korean ingredients in ways that it's being done elsewhere anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, you go to trendy neighborhoods in New York and stuff, the chefs who perhaps not have ever set foot in Korea are kimchiifying all kinds of new vegetables, things that... Kimchiifying. They're turning... (laughs) Any kind of vegetable can be made into kimchi, hypothetically, Mm -hmm. and that's what they're doing. And they're experimenting with fermentation, the kind of stuff like uh, denjang and um, chonggukjang and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. In ways that uh, you know, it wouldn't wouldn't occur in a native Korean environment mm-hmm. to ex- experiment with. Yeah, them. maybe we'll get more of those kind of uh, tenjang chongfukjang hybrids in the future. I wonder if it's uh, just a fad or if it'll catch on. I think. Um, even if it does go away and even if it is a fad, I think something is going to linger. I reckon young people nowadays appreciate some sort of authenticity the aesthetic you know the way that something looks the Mm. way that the food makes you feel that is more important nowadays Mm -hmm. than just the taste and i think they're willing it's fascinating you said that one of the hot areas is mangwondong i mean to me i don't know mangwondong it may be a great place nowadays the main areas like for example karosuki used to be the hottest hipster area but it's become so corporate now because as soon as the businesses catch on that it's a hot place then it's ruined Mm -hmm. so all the really inventive, creative, fun places always are pushed out to the outskirts because or that's the ground you need such radical amounts of capital to get in there. That and by the time the you have a lot of capital, everything becomes a little bit too hard and mm. you know, like ugh, like you know, corporate. So I think free loosey goosey, cheap. <laughs> yeah, loosey goosey yeah. one table restaurants. That's our trend in Generation Now. Nikki, 
Thank you so much for coming Thank in. Thank you. And we're coming back with Michelle and Did You Know When Korea Escape returns right after this.